Okay, welcome back all of you Possession fans to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, just like every week, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Hey. And Micah. Talk to you. <laughs> so... Sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2022 Australian supernatural horror film, Talk to Me. If you talk to them, they will answer. Yeah. <laughs> that one's to the point. <laughs> Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 338 of this illustrious podcast, and it is chapter one in a month that I am calling Left Behind. No, not that Christian series of movies where people got taken from the rapture and it was all the heathens trying to survive and people like, why didn't I get taken? No, it's not like that. Though that is scary in a sense, I suppose. But we are doing movies that were planned for October and we never got to it. Um, that Life, life happens just like in December. Life happens, you know, uh, get sick or tired or something happens and you just can't review a movie one night. But I think we are pulling out some absolute bangers, just like the movie for tonight. It is an A24 film. So if you know us here at Allentown, we absolutely adore A24 for their practices of actually wanting to pay people and, and respecting <laughs> directors and actors just to their take on horror films. Now, they do other things in the offices of a24 just like everything everywhere all at once that is their highest grossing just film now when it comes to horror talk to me is their highest grossing horror film uh what do you guys think second place is for horror for them hereditary well i mean that that one's probably the most popular i'm gonna say smile actually actually Actually, you had, so second place, beaten by Talk To Me, was Hereditary. Oh, shit. Okay. That was their highest grossing one, and then Talk To Me just snuck on in. So, A24, they're awesome. Uh, That's me saying it lightly, but they have cracked out a ton of horror films. Very interesting. Like, It Comes at Night. We will do that one day. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I've heard about this. A very psychological one. And it, it's it's one of those that's like, what the hell is this? But apparently it's really good. Another one that um, it's one actress moving to a new town. It's called Men. And every other man in the movie is played by one character. So every time a new man comes into the film, it is him. And he just looks a little different. And so it's like, is he the same person? Or, oh, no, that little kid looks like him. That's weird. And so it's her dealing with 
I, I, I just can't understand it. I'm, I saw a trailer. I was like, why does everybody look like him? Oh, they all look like him. Oh, that's weird as hell. <laughs> but they have been making movies for a pretty good amount of time. They actually make TV shows like, have you watched Euphoria? Mm -hmm. That's A24. Have you seen a show called Beef? Katie watched yeah. it and she absolutely loved it. <laughs> that is an A24 joint. So uh, they are coming up around 2012. They started just, they were founded and they are doing absolutely amazing. Their movies and shows that they help create, they are hitting awards and just, they're very well known. Uh, Ari Aster, a name that has come up through A24. Uh, he made what hereditary midsummer and one day we will do this movie but it's called bo is afraid it's with oh man what's his name joaquin phoenix it's a story about his life and apparently it's a horror movie also so that's a weird one my friend watched it he's like that was a lot are they all weird and i was like yeah <laughs> but the movie that we're doing tonight is called talk to me now this one is an australian horror film so Technically, I guess foreign horror. It's, That's foreign. It's not American. I'll tell you that. That's for sure foreign. But this film is about a group of teenagers. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're kids that find out that they can talk to spirits when they use a a severed hand that's embalmed to be able to communicate with them. And then, like any horror film, oh no, everything's going wrong. How could this have happened? Well, you you touch in a hand that lets you talk to ghosts. So, um, but Emma, what did you think about Talk to Me? I loved this movie. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was telling Katie, I was so anxious going into this movie because everybody's been talking about it and been saying like, Oh, it's actually super scary and it's really good and creepy and makes you think. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> it's been a minute since I've been legitimately startled by a movie. Um, and I loved it. It was really fucked up. Like shockingly so. I knew it was possession and like the veil between worlds and all that shit, but it was like a very deep level of fucked up in a very quick way. Like to the point where it made you concerned about like your thoughts for the next few hours. Like, <laughs> but no, I loved it. I really did. Micah. A uh, definite banger for, for me. Um, I'm starting to realize like kind of like, I don't know, dig in the whole possession veil thing. <laughs> Like they, you know, between uh, was it host and yeah. sinister and this or not not sinister insidious. Um, insidious is creepy. Yeah, but I I I'm digging these and the fact that a lot of them are super low budget, so they can't like let it get out of hand. I mean, like uh, you know, insidious has like. 18 movies now it's like yeah. okay it just keeps going awesome wait 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 to, wait to take something and just milk that cow dry i don't think a24 would would do that 
maybe i'm holding out hope you know you can never rely on a on a company for too long but you know holding out hope that they they don't milk this cow dry um but yeah i'm kind of digging this this whole genre of horror film and this was a really good one katie um i really liked it i was expecting it to be really scary because of all the hype that it got um when it came out over the summer um but it wasn't as scary as i was hoping it would be it was just sort of like oh there's a lot of fucked up weird shit happening yeah but it was good i liked it the i like the kind of turn the twist and turns that the possession takes throughout the film and like the moments where you're not really sure who's seeing ghosts and who's seeing real things and like yeah it's pretty cool so this film had a simple premise made in a very simple way but it just went above and beyond what it was trying to do spoilers but the story was probably one of my favorite things about this movie the pacing uh, the, the the scary spots now not every moment moment was just pure madness but when the movie decided that you needed to see something fucked up that would make you feel weird it did it and it was quick and it was like oh my god we were watching this movie and the first five minutes were wild it like i didn't put my hands to my mouth like i've seen movies where i'm like oh my god but i like pulled i like moved back a little I'm like god damn like it's, it's been three minutes what did What's i say happening? okay go ship yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy and practical effects there was some like cg you, you just can't make a movie these days and be a hundred percent practical that would be so much energy and money yeah the makeup department killed it on this film yeah and the sound and ev- the acting was was great there was a lot to this movie and i absolutely adored it now spoilers uh this movie did great and they are working on a sequel hooray so i just like micah i'm a little worried i don't want them to mess this up but i think the people in charge the directors and writers i don't think they'll let this get out of hand but they left enough meat on the bone that i wanted more there were questions at the end of the movie I can always tell when I have a good movie when I am curious and I have questions, man. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, where did this come from? Is there another hand? Usually people have two hands. You know, uh, there were so many ideas. Is it just the hand? What if it's another body part of this person? Uh, Why is it just full of evil ghosts? You know, I had tons of questions and like they gave just a little, just a little bit. It reminded me of it follows another film where they gave you just enough and they're like, see you next year. And they haven't made the second one yet, but boy, howdy, I really need it. So this is another movie in that list of, I really, really need it. So, (laughs) uh, so we'll get through this story pretty quick. It runs for 95 minutes, man. It makes me happy. It, I just, it's fun to know that you can make a solid horror movie in an hour and a half. Hell, we watched one that was 45 minutes. 
That is still by far one of the scariest fucking movies I've ever watched. So it's always fun. It makes me smile now when we pick a movie and it's like an hour and 30, hour 45. It sometimes we get bad ones that are hour and a half, you know, but it usually we're in the right place with that time. Hell, we've watched movies that were longer and scary, like terrified. I want to say that one was close to two hours. But fuck a duck. That was great as hell. I jumped a lot. <laughs> yep. but, um, man, I need to make that second one. I need Gizmo del Toro, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro to make that sequel. Because, man, I've never been scared reading subtitles in Spanish. Man, that was some scary shit. <laughs> that was fucking great. So this film starts in Australia. It's in Adelaide. And I learned that Adelaide is the capital of South Australia, uh, the state's largest city and fifth most populous city in Australia. So it's a pretty big spot. So we meet up with Cole. Cole's looking for his brother, Duckett. That's a name. <laughs> As he is in his home and there's a big-ass party happening, the mom is there, and Katie's like, what the fuck? But, hey, maybe she's the cool mom. We don't know. She didn't seem like a cool mom. Yeah. She was very aggressive. Yeah, but she had... Get your brother the fuck out of my house is what she said. Yeah. But Cole finds his brother. Hooray! His brother has a lot of scratches and wounds on his body. Oh, no. So he breaks down the door and he drags Duckett out of the room. Now, this is a modern day take on, you know, real life. So everyone pulls out a phone and they're taking pictures of Duckett because he's covered in scars and stuff. And videos. Yeah, and Cole's like, hey, get out of here, man. Don't take pictures of my brother. And as he looks away from Duckett, Duckett grabs a knife and stabs Cole. And right in then, the chest. And then proceeds to walk outside and stab himself in the eye really hard and really fast. Fuck. That was the beginning of the movie. I was like, god damn. <laughs> uh, that was wild. That was a wild beginning. Man, I, I'm kind of jealous for the people that saw this in the theater with a lot of people around. I bet that was a good stinger to start the movie. And it you know, gets you nervous to begin with. I'm curious if people just got up and left because it was too much for them already. Like, oh, man. three minutes in, just like, nope, that's, that was too much. That was a waste of money right there. I guess you get your money back. <laughs> so, we don't know the time jump after this, but we find out later. It's been like two to three months have gone by. And we meet up with Mia. 17-year-old Mia. So, a little further in the movie, we find out that she is dealing with the what, the ramifications, the issues that comes from her mother committing suicide by overdose sleeping pills. And it's been two years since. And she has dealt with depression and her relationship with her dad has not really gotten better in those two years since her mom has passed. So... As Mia goes to pick up her best friend's little brother, Riley, they come across an injured kangaroo. That's when it kind of really hit me that this movie is Australian as fuck. Yeah, the Joey in the middle of the road. Yeah, and kangaroos are all muscles, so something hit it kind of hard. And it's in this... Well, that was a baby. Oh, it was a wee one? Yeah, okay. it was, a Joey. was it? No, I was like a teenager. It looked, I, look yeah, it looked bigger than a baby. It was a big baby. 
they're joeys until they're like five feet tall. So, mm-hmm. oh, are they really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, kangaroos grow to be like six feet tall. They're yeah, they're just like three hundred pounds of straight muscle, and they'll beat you to death. So, I saw a video. This kid was like, "I guess I'm not going to school today." And there were two gigantic kangaroos just in the middle right of the yard side of his yard yeah scrapping he's like i'm not going outside yep <laughs> that's how you get I'm kicked like, in the chest call the school call work i'm calling out today yep. why can't you come to work because there's kangaroos kangaroos fighting <laughs> in my front yard yes. oh, all right kangaroo I'm day that. i'm gonna yeah. try that one of these days be like excuse me future principal uh i can't come to work today why um the kangaroos yes <laughs> as per my attachment You'll see the two <laughs> in my yard, ma'am. That they're only in Australia. Well, they got out from the zoo or some shit because they're fighting in my yard. Well, you tell them that <laughs> they're in my fucking yard swinging. So yeah. <laughs> so Mia, she can't do it. She can't mercy kill the little kangaroo. We'll call him Joey. Can't kill Joey. Uh, not the Joey that you know our friend from Affable Chat. <laughs> not that Joey. We're not- He's not dead. So she drives off and leaves tiny little kangaroo Joey to suffer, die, I guess. Yeah. Message, you know, but we'll get back to that message later. So Mia, she has gained a new family through her best friend Jade and Riley. And so we see that there is some, I guess, cool kids in the school. And they have this cool attraction, this thing that they do at parties, and it's a hand. And people start stiffening up and saying weird things and sort of like, you know, Jade's like, it's fake. Everybody's just, you know, acting crazy. So they go to a party and Mia gets to experience the severed hand. Now... A little bit later in the movie, we find out that it is a severed and embalmed hand of either a medium or a Satanist. <laughs> and <It means> nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a just, Satanist. It's <laughs> just kid kids' stories, you know, kids telling kid scary stories. Right. A Satanist just in all red devil suit blah, 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 jumping around the corner. Hail <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> hey, Satan. So <laughs> the picture in my head stupid so the instructions for this severed embalmed hand is you hold it in a handshake position and then say talk to me and then just like i don't know a zoom call someone pops up on the other end of the hand now at that point you tell them i let you in and you get possessed by the spirit so the kids have found out, determined that 90 seconds is the longest that you should let this spirit be in your body before they need to take the hand from your hand and blow out the candle. After that, the spirit can stay in your body and do freaky deaky dinks. So that is the rules of this. Um, Sometimes people go over and things happen. So Mia, she gets possessed and a lot of weird words and a lot of looks toward Riley the whole time she is kind of glancing at Riley and saying weird words a lot of times she's saying run and then they can't get the hand off of Mia's hand oh no she goes over 90 seconds a couple of seconds over maybe nothing bad will happen right yeah we'll see (laughs) 
Now, after that, Mia feels great. I don't know what a possession feels like, but I guess it feels like, I don't know, eating a York peppermint patty, I fucking guess. I'm getting high. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, that was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, is it? But hell, I don't know. Start getting yeah, I was. Later. I, I was surprised at Daniel's freak out only to see him show up several more times to get possessed. Yeah, it was cool, I suppose. Uh, obviously, there's a metaphor with drug use. <laughs> there's no drugs in this movie. It's just letting ghosts get in your body. That's the drug. <laughs> so the second I saw the kids acting crazy, laughing at other people while they're getting possessed, I was like, oh, this is like drug use, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I got it. Nice metaphor, A24. <laughs> so, uh, Mia wants to do this again because she felt amazing and she, she, you know, it feels great. Got to do it again. So they meet up at Jade's house the next night. Now, Jade's mom is like, hey, no parties. I, I really don't want Daniel here to begin with. And Mia, you know, I love you, love you a lot, but. You have been doing drugs before, so please, no parties in my home. Or I, every- like, I did. I tried pot once. Yeah, everybody's ass is grass if there's a party in my home. <laughs> and then she leaves. It's not a party. I would say it's like a get together, a kickback. But they a seance. Bring- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking seance. That's what it really is. So they bring the hand again, and. Jade says, hey, Riley and his friend, they're not touching this hand. They're not letting a spirit into their body. Now, everybody else hops in on the, I don't know, possession train and lets (laughs) lets their bodies get jumped on. Now, Jade's boyfriend, Daniel, he gets possessed. And then I guess because he is like a Christian and he probably has some like I don't know, sexual thoughts that he's holding back because he's trying to be a good person. Well, the spirit has him just grinding on the ground and making out with the dog. (laughs) And it jumps out of his body and he feels weird. He's like, that was a lot. So when Jade leaves the room, uh, Mia is like, yeah, go ahead, Riley. I'm not your mom. Fuck it. And little Riley, he's like 14, only holds the hand for 15. The seconds. 60. 60. Like, we'll only let him do it seconds. for a minute. Hey, you know, it's not 90. That sounds safe to me. It's like someone's like, hey, Micah, uh, we got this bag of crack, but I'll give you like half. That's better, right? Half a bag of crack. <laughs> I mean, if some if nobody's going to tell me no, I might as well. Yeah, right, right. Don't want to waste a crack, you know? <laughs> so, my, my, that, that's my wife left the room so there's nobody to tell me no where'd my conscience go it's not here so cool yeah, yeah. Emma's two rooms over <laughs> let's do this crack real quick <laughs> you know before she gets back <laughs> so you know lo and fuck behold uh, Riley just starts going crazy and they can't get the hand off because Riley starts slamming his head into the desk really really hard now I don't know. I've never been in a room when someone's had a drug freak out, but I would think I'd try to stop them from hurting themselves after like maybe two slams of the head. After like after one. After like Especially five. with the way the blood gushed from his forehead, I would have been like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. After like five slams, we see Riley is trying to pull out his right eye and like 
almost pulls it out, like gets the fingers up in there. And I'm like, holy shit, you know? And then as they are trying to stop Riley, the chair slides toward the window, breaks the window, and then Riley slams his head a couple more times. And then Jade puts her hand in the way and actually gets her fingers broken. And Riley is super duper fucked up. Like, it's rough. So I, I will say I I have seen somebody freak out. And it's terrifying, especially when they turn around and grab when? you. Oh, this was a long time ago, way before we met. Yeah, no, oh, that's it's creepy. it's not fun. It was incredibly creepy, and yeah. yeah, no, it it was bad. Yeah, I like I said, that's the one of the biggest metaphors of this movie is just drug use. The quotation mark good, <laughs> you know, the I feel great, I'm invincible, and the bad people freaking out and they're, you know thinking that their skin ain't good anymore you know um but yeah i like i said i really enjoyed that metaphor uh horror movies these days they like to have a sneaky second layer you know like i said just like with vampires and uh vampires versus the bronx yeah it's about vampires and you know gay the vampire was in it but it was about gentrification that was the real theme of it you know but uh oh no <laughs> A kid almost died. <laughs> Gotta call the cops. And so some of the kids are like, man, I don't really want to be here because this don't look good. You know, a whole lot of teenagers and a kid's face just smushed in. I'm like, I, oh shit, you know. And it sucks because there's no drugs involved, but you really can't explain. Like, if Katie was fucked up and me and Bella, like the cops come up to me and Bella and they're like, what happened? Like, a ghost got in her body. And she ran into the wall like 20 times. Okay, you're coming with us. And then, you know, me and Bella are in the back of the squad car. Because it just, it don't work. You can't say those words out loud. And it seems like some of the kids don't say anything. They're just like, I don't know. Just freaked out. So now, unfortunately, while Riley was freaking out and talking before the the pain, we see that Riley was talking towards Re- Mia and the words that Riley was using sounded a lot like Mia's mom, Rhea. And Mia wanted to hear the mom's voice a little bit more. She was kind of the cause of why Riley stayed connected to... Past the 60 seconds. Also, I gotta say, Rhea and Mia? Yeah, too many names <laughs> Come on. close. I ain't, I ain't like that. <laughs> Wait, who was close? The mom's name is Rhea. It's Rhea. R H E A. Yeah, Rhea. Rhea. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna say Rhea. Rhea. They, they said it with an accent. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. <laughs> Running down, we got a, like a piece of bread and butter. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jade's mom tells Maya that, "Hey, stay away from my daughter. You, you, and my child is almost dead." Fuck, that was gold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we see that Mia has stolen the evil hand that caused a lot of issues because she wants to talk to her mom again because she got to talk to her dead mom. And I was like, oh, no. But that's, like I said, that's how horror movies work. You got to have a reason to be stupid. So Mia gives Daniel a place to stay for the night. That's her ex-boyfriend. Oh, no, don't do that. And while they are sleeping, 
Mia wakes up and sees just a person in the corner of the room. Uh, it's a lady in just a bra, and I didn't see the bottom half, but I assume she was in some undies. And she crawls onto the bed and starts sucking the shit out of Daniel's feet. I was like, ugh, gross. And then Daniel wakes up and sees that Mia is sucking his feet. And Daniel leaves in disgust. So now we're starting to see that the ghosts have gotten loose. The juice is loose, guys. Because Mia is has his hand close to her. And she went over time. So there's issues here. Now, she repeatedly uses the hand after this. Now, there's two layers to it. The first layer is just talk to me. And a spirit will come up and just communicate with you. Now, the second level is when you let the spirit jump into your body. So I guess as long as you don't do the second layer, you're fine, quotation mark, fine. But we see that Mia is not fine with this. So Mia gets to talk to her mom, and the mom tells her that her death wasn't an accident. Oh, her death was an accident, and it wasn't suicide. It just, you know, I needed help, and your dad wasn't there. And she needs to help Riley, because Riley is still possessed, and... The ghost won't let his spirit go. And that's why he's all fucked up. Now, we see that Riley, anytime he wakes up, he is trying to absolutely kill himself, mutilate himself even more, bites the shit out of Jade, and then slams his head against the bathroom tile and cracks it open and cracks his head open and starts drinking the blood. And then... You know, passes back out because it's <laughs> all you can do, really. So now we understand that Riley, because they didn't blow out the candle the right way, the connection is still open, kind of. <laughs> so Mia starts losing it because she is still using the freaky deaky hand and she has not untethered her mother's spirit. Now, the mom tells Mia that she needs to kill Riley. Because that is the only way to free him. Free Riley because the spirits got him in a chokehold. And later in the movie, Mia sees what's happening. It's a giant room of naked people covered in blood, and they just have their arms around Riley. Now, a lot of other creepy images pop by really fast, but Riley is just getting tortured and eaten and hurt by these spirits. And that's what's happening to him. So, the friends, they find Cole, the kid from the beginning of the movie that got stabbed. And he tells them that, hey, if you're alive, you naturally get rid of spirits that are in your body. You just gotta let some time go by. But Mia's like, I don't think Riley's got enough time because he's killing himself. And Cole doesn't really want anything to do with this. And he tells him, like, you should really get rid of the hand. It's stupid. And I don't get why people use it. Just like drugs, <laughs> you know. Uh, like I said, I the, the metaphors are great. So Mia gets home, and her father Max finally sits down and talks to her about the mother's suicide, and shows her a suicide note that the mom left two years later. Wow, that's weird. But you know, I don't know. So you waited so fucking long, bro. Yeah, and we see that. Yeah, the mom really, uh, this is tough, but she really was aiming to kill herself to get 
the relief she could not get while she was alive. Now that's you know that is opposite of what the ghost said. The ghost said I needed help and I died just because you know the door was locked or I couldn't get the door open. So at this point, Mia is starting to really hallucinate about things, and her mother is in her reflection saying that that's not your dad. The spirits are impersonating your dad, and you really need to kill Riley. That's the only way he will be safe. Now, evil dad comes into the room and starts choking Mia. Oh, no. Uh, right around the time the real dad is on the couch, and he finds the hand. Now, he hears his daughter, like, in trouble and tries to open the door. It's locked. Every door is locked in this movie. And as Mia grabs a pair of scissors and goes to stab Evil Max, well, Evil Max disappears, and then Max is there and gets stabbed in the neck with a pair of scissors. Ugh. Wild. I was like, oh, no, it. that man did really nothing wrong in this movie. <laughs> he got stabbed in the neck. So now... Uh, everything's wrong. So, Spirit Mom tells Mia again, you gotta kill Riley. That is the only way to be free from the possession. So, she heads toward the hospital. Now, Jade's mom tells Mia, hey, they didn't find any drugs in his system. I, don't, I guess it's only been like two days. I don't know the time period of this movie, but it's less than a week, I'll tell you that. But, they should have known that way faster. But, like I said, eh, what are you going to do? And so she apologizes to Mia and says, like, I'm sorry, you are our family, you know? And so Mia asks for a little bit of time alone with Riley so that she can talk to him and work things out. Now, as the mom leaves, we see that Mia pulls out the pair of scissors that she stabbed the dad with, and she goes to kill Riley, but she can't do it. And once again, she sees a reflection of the baby or teenage kangaroo, little, little Joey, in the reflection. And once again, message, she can't mercy kill the person in front of her. But she has a plan. <laughs> she grabs Riley's body in a wheelchair and heads outside to put him in front of traffic because she'll let the cars take care of the hard work. <laughs> now, Jade heads to Mia's and sees that her dad is all types of stabbed up, but still alive. Hooray. And she realized that Mia is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and heads back to the hospital to save her brother. Now, she sees Mia and Riley heading toward the freeway or the overpass, the underpass part. Mm -hmm. And as she is trying to get there, we see that there is an old man's spirit in the wheelchair so that's the person that's been holding riley here and the spirit of her mom is behind her telling like telling her i'm proud of you and don't worry spirits we will have him forever we'll take care of him now this part of the movie uh i've read a couple of synopses and i've seen some theories online a lot of people say that mia had to have realized that that wasn't her mom because of the wording she used and a discrepancy from the suicide note that the dad had and i i totally agree with that i wish the actress would have had more of a reaction to that 
like in that moment like shown something in her face that she realized it like you could tell it was leaning towards that but she didn't sell it well enough yeah it was an odd spot but then the next moment we see from the point of view of a car driving right next to the whole situation someone gets hit by the car oh no riley got hit no he didn't mia put the whole movie on her back (laughs) and let the car run her over hooray i guess that's the right answer (laughs) so we see that mia stands up and looks around like holy shit that was crazy hey i'm fine look at me and starts walking now obviously people aren't really looking at her and the people hop out of the cars run past her and stoop downward we don't see what they stoop towards obviously it's her body so we see mia head back into the hospital we see that riley is fine he wakes up and he looks healed so i think some time has gone by and she sees her dad in the distance walking toward the elevator now as she is heading toward the elevator to catch her dad she glanced down at her hands. A couple of her fingers are bending the wrong way. And she goes by her mirror. There is no reflection. All the lights go out and she sees one little light appear. She walks toward it and she sees a hand extended over a candle. She goes to reach out and grab the hand. And we see that she has been summoned to a house party in Greece. <laughs> and the partygoer tells her, I let you in. So Mia is dead. <laughs> and she is part of the group that pop up, I guess. So, like I said, there's a lot of questions. And with the eventual sequel, we will see more of the rules of this world built on. And hopefully, we get some backstory. Now, with the character. Ducket, we don't know where he got the hand before. Hopefully, we get a little bit of a backstory. Maybe Riley is wondering what happened to Mia and goes looking, or maybe Jade. So, uh, this was good, and that was talk to me. So, Emma, what, who, or what was your favorite thing about talk to me? I liked the mom. Um, I liked first act Mia because she was just chill and like trying to figure out her everything um that kind of switched for me after she started chasing the dragon a little bit with the the hand but the mom uh jade and riley's mom was incredible she was very funny very just like a chill mom but at the same point like a very protective mom and i like that so i related (laughs) mike i like the fact that they didn't try to over explain anything because movies that try to you know we complain about things that don't have enough explanation and i'm trying to reason like you know after all these movies that we watched and everything i'm trying to have a little bit more reason and kind of just trying to watch a movie to enjoy the movie as it is and i'm kind of happy they didn't over explain everything because if they had that's that that tends to open up too many plot holes 
and she just starts to go off the rails explanation wise to the point where it's like okay it was a cool idea now we're now now we've forgotten the whole point and we're lost so i i like i appreciate the mystery behind what's happening even though i still want more (laughs) you know a little backstory would be cool but like the it'd be cool if it's like i don't know the history of the hand or something i i don't know i don't know what i want i'm enjoying the mystery but i still want more backstory i i don't know i'm i'm confusing at this point but that was my (laughs) favorite part of this movie katie my favorite character in this movie was riley um he was yeah. the only person in this movie who wasn't an absolute turd yep. <laughs> uh mia was good for like you had me in the first half right and then in the second half she was just fucking chaos jade was a bitch the whole goddamn time their mom yeah. was a bitch her dad was i mean i guess at the end by the time you get to the end you finally realize that the dad is not a bitch but like it took the whole movie riley was just like super chill super cool and then he got fucked up the most by the ghosts he sure did i felt bad for him yeah riley was the best so my favorite thing about the movie i put a slash but the story slash the metaphors now the last movie i can remember that had a drug kind of angle to it was the evil dead or just evil dead so the remake from the 20 teens i believe now the mia (laughs) her name was mia in that movie um she goes to a cabin to wean herself off of heroin now all the weird shit she sees everyone just attributes tributes that to her not having drugs in her system or getting the drugs (laughs) out of her system and then she has to deal with possession and demons and a chainsaw <laughs> so i thought that was a really cool way to work things out this one was a little different they used the addiction of being possessed and how you just really want to do it more and more and more and then at some point you have to pay the fiddler you can't just keep doing the fun thing someone's gonna get some money from you and that's when all the bad things happen and people that don't deserve the punishments get punished so riley riley did nothing wrong well touched the hand but you know he was just doing the same thing everybody else was doing and got destroyed because of it you know we're all doing meth but you know somebody got fentanyl meth yeah you know (laughs) so i thought that was really cool i don't that i can't think of any other movie that used it in that way i thought that was fun actually take it back uh guido i just realized flatliners the one where people realize if you die just for a little bit, and we'll bring you back. You can see the afterlife, and you can tell us how it is. Oh no, every time you come back, you drag something back with you. Yikes. And these things want to kick your ass. It's a really good that's movie. That's bad. We will do that. Oh, ooh, that's bad. They actually did a remake of it. I don't know if it was good. Probably not. But we'll do the original one. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. It's good. So, Emma, who or what was your least favorite thing in Talk to Me? Uh, Okay. So I have one of each. Uh, my least favorite thing was that every time they got possessed, they just didn't think anything of it. Like they were all creeped out and not okay with any of it. And then they were just like, man, this is fine. No. The 
fuck is wrong with you? You're looking at somebody who's got like half a face and clearly drowned and you're just sitting there like, cool. Australia's a wild place. Right? Except and then my least favorite person was Jade because she was just she was a bitch for no fucking reason. Yeah. I just I we would have been done being friends in like the first three minutes of this movie. So Micah. Yes, my least favorite thing is self-absorbed teens. <laughs> Bro, for real, <laughs> social media. Yeah, no, it just it just kind of. I mean, I understand that you know kids growing up and everything, and social the influence of social media and peer pressure, and, and the fact that we were kids once. No, oh my um, god, <laughs> but the fact that everyone was self-absorbed was like okay it's a little overkill there's there's nothing to break the the tension in that and it just kind of that was the main driver for all the bad shit that happened in that movie was that just everybody was trying to create content or get you know have fun and you know get that that high from being uh fucking possessed yeah and or being obsessed with her friend you know sleeping with her boyfriend and you know that that shit it's just every everything was just teenage drama and so it was just kind of like okay you know we, we need some comic relief in in here <laughs> yeah but yeah that's that's my least favorite thing um my least favorite character in the movie was absolutely fucking jade she was straight up trash she was a maybe she was a good friend over the course of the two years between when her mom died and now but at current movie point jade is a bitch she's a bitch to mia she's a bitch to riley she treats her mom like shit she's like obsessed with her boyfriend who clearly does not want anything to do with her like he's just there and saving himself for what marriage or whatever like they keep giving this excuse that he's super christian or whatever but like he's a teenage boy if he wanted it he'd want it like it's it was just a fucking mess and jade was a bitch so to bounce off of kind of what micah was saying my least favorite thing about this movie were all of the selfish people now Mm -hmm. Everyone had a reason for why they did things or why they are doing things, just like the dad, Max. You know, I could have showed you this suicide note a week later, a couple of months later. I waited two years for you to truly know that your mom was dealing with issues and she did not want to live anymore. Now, like I said, I wouldn't have done that. I would have shown my child the note, you know, but you gave your daughter two years of dealing with her own fucking like you put your daughter in a depression yeah thinking like man i wish i was home or i i could have saved her if i was there you know that kind of thing it was all an accident no it was on fucking purpose your mom hated her life yeah and then that ties into mia when she finally gets to talk to her mom again damn the rules damn everybody else even after riley gets absolutely destroyed she is still talking to her mom's spirit, even though she was the reason that Riley gets his ass kicked. It, it's just there were a lot of selfish people in this movie. And if people just worked together, things would just 
go easier. It was just, it was an issue. But like I said, in horror movies, people have to act stupid for the story to move forward. That's the only way you're going to get a move, you know? Um, there's probably a movie out there where everyone does the right thing and still dies. I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> so let us do seven word synopsis. I have two of them. Uh, my first one is a quote from the movie, and it really made me laugh. So, yo, this spirit is really a cunt. And I can't remember <laughs> what the spirit said at that point, but I was like, damn, that spirit kind of sucks. <laughs> and then my second one is, I brought this up multiple times, but metaphor for careless drug use with spirits. I thought that was, like I said, I think it's a really cool metaphor for something that people deal with in real life. Now, that mm -hmm. might be people getting possessed by a weird hand. I haven't seen it, but I've seen drug use fuck up people's lives. Correct. Hey. All right. My first one. These damn kids need their asses whooped. <laughs> oh. Shakes her fist. Y'all ain't never been spanked, huh? <laughs> yeah, these kids were acting fucking disrespectful and wild to all the adults in this film, to their to each other. Like, hey, don't smoke in my house. Oh, let me just come into this house fucking rolling up a blunt. Like, what? Bitch? Also, smokes the cigarette over. indoors. Yeah, I'm not supposed to have fucking friends over and you just come over and immediately are like, yeah, let's roll up a roll up a blunt, fuck it. Um, and then when you put it out, let me go straight to your mom's alcohol cabinet. Like, no, bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck them kids. Uh, and then, <laughs> new Ouija board is out of control. Yup. <laughs> and then my last one, whoever did Mia's hair was just disrespectful. Correct. <laughs> it was, it was a choice. No. That was rough. It was bad. I assume they went off of the, she was probably doing it herself, because, I don't know. She is a 16 or 17 year old African, or African, black girl. She knows how to fucking do her hair. Absolutely. And that wasn't it. I don't know. Mess. Yep. Absolute fucking mess. Uh, Micah. Teens play dumb games, ignore mental illness. Mm-hmm. All anybody had to do was check on each other, you know, Mia going through fucking depression and I don't know, just help each other out. Just, just say, Hey, how are you doing? Help. You help them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Possession is 90 seconds of the law. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> that was a good one. And from wildlife, to possession, Australia is deadly. Yeah. <laughs> deadly. <laughs> Australian possession. It's the worst possession. <laughs> okay. It's got me all upside down. <laughs> Speaking of that, I see you've played knifey facey before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's um, not a knife. No, that's not a knife. Testing a social media phenomenon gone wrong. Yep. Uh, using the weird girl never ends well. <laughs> yep. And then ghostly grip grants guest pass, getting guy ghost faced. 
ghost faces. Right? <laughs> Hell yeah. So this film released July 28th, 2023 in Australia and other places. But... Australia. <laughs> and other places. <laughs> this, is, this is all, yeah, it released in Bendigo. Look <laughs> <laughs> on Dr. Bart Simpson. <laughs> so, um, what do you, cool kids, think the budget for Talk to Me was, Katie? Ten dollar dues. Emma. Three dollar dues. Micah. Fourteen dollar dues. Check Inflation. out Big Brain on Emma. <laughs> Fuck. The budget was four point five dollar dues. How do Goddamn. you how do you do anything for four dollar dues? I don't Christ. They already ran over the kangaroo, so they didn't need to get in Australia. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Darwin had any previous like IMDb credits? Yeah. So oh, the Aon? Aon, sorry, yeah. not Arwen. So the directors, they actually went back to like their neighborhood. <laughs> they were filming things where places they knew in Australia. So they're like, this works. We just need a home. She's my mom's house. You know, yeah, this is actually my house, you know? Yep. Yeah, um, dude, the the uh, Mia's house, that kitchen was gorgeous. Like, like yeah. it was really pretty. It was big as shit. That was really cool. Very overstaged because they had a lot of dishes out for only a dad and a daughter. Like, my goodness, what was yeah. with the 18 coffee mugs? And the... Right, and... While they're drinking his coffee, no one's cooking in that kitchen. Right, and a daughter that probably does not stay home that much and a dad that's probably just sitting quietly on the couch being sad he's probably drinking 18 cups of coffee a day that's true to get through his miserable life of a daughter who hates him and a wife who killed herself so yeah so what do you guys think the box office was emma or katie 50 dollar dues emma 130 dollar dues jesus micah what did katie say 50 fuck um i went big because i'm already home (laughs) (laughs) no it's go big or go home no i did uh 63 dollar dues 63 you some bitch and i had to count to make sure um yeah i'm i guess i'm assuming yeah yeah shit winning by nine dollar dues was Micah. The hey. box office was ninety-two dollar dues. Uh, this movie did great. <laughs> um, great to the point where there is a prequel dealing with Duckett's backstory and a sequel already happening. Uh, they have <laughs> they have written sequences for it. And it's in development. It's happening right now. So, um, well, here we go. Let's hold on to our pants and hope that they don't ruin it for us. Yeah. So I'm very curious with this. Um, as long as they give us a little bit more, and don't don't give us all the answers. I don't want to know all the you know about it. Just give us a little bit more. Some more scary scenes. More people getting all absolutely destroyed by these spirits. I'll be happy with this movie. So, minority kill count. That is a one. 
Mia, the main character. We don't know if her dad died. I assume he was fine because they were going to call an ambulance for him. He's fine. He walks out of the hospital. She was. But I don't know if that yeah, was because when he walked no, away, okay. yeah, when he walked away after yeah, uh, Mia fine. appeared she in the hospital. Yeah. Okay, so the new number is 441 and a Tito turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires and a black bear. I had to make sure to put the, mm. it's the bee, the two bees are really tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so does anybody have anything else to say about talk to me before we get out of here? It was good. It, it was, was really good. This was not so scary, but gory. No fun. Um, it, like I said, some movies take the angle of this is gross and very disturbing as their angle to scare uh, different movies jump around like this movie compared to host completely different angles on horror but they still get the point across people were like this is terrifying well it's possession but a completely different type of possession host was dealing with like these weird devils like demon looking things that were human-esque but weren't completely human and this movie is just straight up like dead folks yeah who are like rotting and things like almost like zombies but they were just fucking yeah like like a disease you know so, like I said, it's different angle toward horror, but they all end up on the same spooky street. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, touching embalmed hands, or smashing your head on a desk, or, I don't know, taking drugs or not taking drugs, and letting spirits in your body, don't send that shit to me, but you can tweet Katie at... Allentown <laughs> We have an email address. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. Where am I Facebook at? Allentown Presents. Damn, it's been a long time I've done this. So, this was episode 338 in the pocket, in the books, out of sight. We are back. Like that movie about the dinosaurs. So, the music you listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE, anywhere you can find them, the Studio Pizzas. Thank you so much for the artwork. I am actually really damn excited, damn excited about this month because these were movies that were going to happen in October. So I'm already excited. It's been more than enough days. It's been, you know, fucking three months since, but they are going to be watched. So you've probably heard us talk about these movies and then like, where'd the episode go? Happening right now. So for Katie, for Emma, Micah, the Bella running around, creepy hands that are embalmed. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with another movie that we should have did in October. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Talk to you.